Sri Vishnu Sahasranam, name six, 767 Nigraha, which is very similar sounding to the previous name, Pragraha. Nigraha means restraining, restraint, uh, keeping in check. We have in Bhagavad Gita, Nigraha Kim Karishyati, which Srila Prabhupada translates as, What can repression accomplish? Nigrahan also means holding back or down or suppressing, binding, punishment, defeat, dislike, distrust, destruction. These are various meanings which I found from the dictionary. The, the main meanings which the commentators derive from this in relationship to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, is restraint and checking. So, nigraha means one who restrains and one who keeps in check, who keeps a check on, uh, which is very similar to restraints. It's... Uh, Now, combining different comments of the different commentators, we can derive the following from these two meanings, one who restrains and one who keeps in check. Remember that in this series of names, Parashara Bhatta, the original Sri Vaishnav commentator, has been this series of names He's presenting in relation to Lord Krishna. And he takes this name to, rep, to precaution, to show, yeah, to show, uh, to shed light on. Krishna subduing all the enemies in the Mahabharata war, by his skill as a charioteer, without expecting the support of Arjuna. And without, without he, he didn't need Arjuna. Krishna didn't need Arjuna to destroy the enemy. He doesn't need anyone for anything. But he places himself as if he needs. But actually, he was in control of everything that was going on. So I was saying, combining these two meanings, he is the subduer of the enemies. He restrains the enemies. Of course, during the Mahabharata war, there were times when it appears as if the Kauravas were going to win. The Bhima, sorry, Bhishma, and Bhishma, who's speaking Vishnu Sahasranam, both Bhishma and Drona, they were, at a certain point, they were just rampaging so much that it appeared that single-handedly they were going to defeat all the Pandava forces. And they were both removed or, uh, or destroyed by the arrangements of Krishna. In both cases, in what might seem to be wrong ways. 
The means justifies the end. We learn from this. Krishna, who is the very symbol of dharma, arranged the victory of the Pandavas by, there were various unfair stratagems, if you take exactly according to the rule book. But the topmost stratagem is that Krishna's devotees should come out on top. That was the ultimate stratagem. Everything God does is good. So he will restrain. He gave the power to Bhishma and Drona to be so terrible. Bhishma means terrible. So does Bhima, means the same thing, terrible. He gave the power to them. Drona means born from a pot. Nothing to do with his personality. In Vedic culture, important people, they often have more than one name, just like Bhishma's name prior to his taking the vow of Brahmacharya. His general name was Gangeya, but that was the name of his other sons who all died, the son of Ganga. So, Krishna restrained the power he gave to Bhishma, Bhishma, Drona, Pramukata, and so many other fighters. Uh, he invested the power in them. They're only able to be so terrible by his force. Balang Balavatang Chaham. Uh, he is the power of the powerful. Now, Krishna continues that Balang Balavatang Chaham Kama Raga Vivarjitam. He is the power of the powerful. The, those who are powerful but without desire and attachment. So he's particularly represented or manifest in power which is rightfully used. But actually, he's also the power of Duryodhana. Duryodhana also could not even lift an arrow if it wasn't for the power invested in him by Krishna. So he is the power. He gives such great power, but then when he wants to, he'll, he will restrain it. And that's true, not only in Krishna's personal presence, but we've seen there have been so many greatly powerful people, and there comes a time when all their power is removed. At the latest at the time of death, Mrityu Sarvaharascharham, Krishna takes everything away at the time of death. And sometimes before that also, in Gita we also have Sambhavitasya uh, chakirti marnadati richate. Krishna says, what can be, uh, what is worse than death to someone who has been honored is to be dishonored. And we have the, the case of Napoleon, who was such a great fighter, just some ordinary person who came up uh, he couldn't have come up in the old monarchical system, which had just been destroyed in France, but he was able to come up from the ranks of a pretty much ordinary person and become the scourge of Europe, winning battles here, there, but he eventually died in uh, exile. Uh, Srila Prabhupada said that he was forced to drink horse urine or so he became the, the same person who, by the mercy of Krishna, it's not his real mercy, but by 
People want power, position, name, fame, glory. So that was achieved by Napoleon from Krishna. You may say, well, not exactly, directly Krishna, because it's through the workings of his material energy and the demigods. Uh, but Srila Prabhupada did say that Krishna Columbus, due to his, it's right there in the Bhagavatam purport, that Christopher Columbus, due to his pri previous pious activities, was able to supposedly discover America. Uh, it's just, so Krishna is there in, in everything, either directly or indirectly. And Vyad Vyati Reka Bhim in both ways. So Krishna gives the power to someone like Napoleon and then he may restrain him also. Now you no longer do. Or at the, at the latest at death, some greatly powerful person, Stalin, he, he is an example of someone who exerted great power in, in a very demoniac way up to the moment of his death. And then it was taken away. So this is this is all Krishna's pastime. He makes uh, formidable persons, and then he can take away their power. And it happened even with Arjuna. We find in the first canto of Bhagavatam that Arjuna he had the power. He was so powerful. He he was so confident he could conquer anywhere. He 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 was so confident. We have in. Gita, Satyakis cha parajitaha, Satyaki, who's never conquered. Another one was Arjuna. He was never conquered by anyone else. He's unconquerable. He'd had so much experience. He'd fought against Lord Shiva, against Lord Shiva. Arjuna had fought against Lord Shiva. The only record we have of Shiva being defeated is by Krishna, we have that in Bhagavatam, in the fight uh, regarding Banasura. But Arjuna was able to fight with Shiva. He didn't defeat him, but he wasn't defeated by him either. That's, that's just beyond Avangmanasagochara. It's, it's inexpressible by words or the mind. Krishna had invested such power in Arjuna but there came a time when Arjuna was defeated by some bandits. And there's no, he single-handedly defeated all the Kauravas, Arjuna, at, at, the, at Virat. Just, <laughs> he was still dressed as a sari, as a eunuch. Brihannala. Uh, that same Arjuna, after Krishna left, was not able to protect the women folk of Dwaraka from some bandits. Of course, there, there's deeper understanding. Those bandits, they weren't actually just ordinary bandits. But Arjuna himself understood that he who was invincible that invincibility came from Krishna. So Krishna is the, he can repress. Generally, he represses the demons 
who are against the devotees. He uses his power for that. But uh, he can also. Also, if a devotee becomes haughty, a devotee should not become haughty, proud. But Krishna may kindly make some arrangement to remove that. And we can pray like that also. I'll get back to that a little later. Baladev, yeah, I, I, same thing. Like he, uh, Baladev gives the meaning of this name. Who? Krishna. Vishnu. Krishna. Is like death personified, looking upon them, chastises Arjuna's enemies. Yeah. For Arjuna's enemies, Krishna was like death personified. They had to die. But for them, death was the best death they'd ever had. We've all died many, many times. Let this death be an auspicious one. It's actually very auspicious for all of those who died in Krishna's presence. Generally, we think of death as inauspicious, but actually, if you die in Krishna's presence, or if we're Devotee, that means Krishna is keeping a special eye on us, just, just like Krishna came to be present when Bhishma was passing away. And we see that when devotees pass away, then they're surrounded by others. If, if it's clear they're going to die, they're on their deathbed, then devotees are there chanting. You make an auspicious passing away. That's why someone who passes away in such auspicious circumstances, they may, they, their death may be called Vaikuntha Vijay. Not that they conquered over Vaikuntha, but they conquered over everything that stopped them going to Vaikuntha. They went to Vaikuntha. So Krishna, he destroyed, actually destroyed the armies on both sides. We have in Gita, Sri Bhagavanu Vacha, Kalosmi, Loka, Kshakrit, Pravridho. Not just the fighters on both sides, but Krishna says, I am time, the great destroyer of all the worlds. Arjuna, you're worried about the fighters being killed at this battle, but it's me who destroys all the worlds. What to speak of? The battle of Kurukshetra was undoubtedly a great event in the history of the world at the time. Uh, but at every moment, Living creatures are dying. They're all being destroyed by time. Carlos, me, Krishna says, I am time. And every moment, that's, that's one kind of, in the Bhagavatam, in the 12th canto, that's described about the different kinds of pralayam, destructions. There's destruction is going on at every second. The, 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 the anyway, I won't get into that. <laughs> Uh, going on every second, and then there's death of an individual, destruction of the universe, and ultimate is the ultimate destruction is destroying our material existence and going back to Godhead. So Krishna says, Kalosmi Kalosmi Lokakshaya Krit Pravridho Lokan Samahartamihapravrittaha. Rite pitwang na bhavishanti sarve ye vastita pratyanike shuyodha. 
the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Time I am, the great destroyer of the worlds, and I have come here to destroy all people, with the exception of you, the Pandavas, all the soldiers here on both sides will be slain. All means three survived, didn't they? That was uh, Ashvatthama, Kripa, and Kritavarma on the other side. And Satyaki, Satyaki's Chaparajitaha. He also survived on the Pandava side. And of course, Krishna very famously destroyed, as Rama destroyed Ra Ravana, as Narasimha destroyed Hiranyakashipu. Whatever he does, he does well. <laughs> he really finished off Ravana. He really finished off Hiranyakashipu. He does, does his job well gives us a good example, Krishna doing that. One of the commentators here, Krishna Datta Bharadvaj, says that he restrains those who stray away from the path of dharma. He They're very eager, just like Ravana wants to go to the heavenly planets. Okay, you got a lot of strength, you got a lot of energy, all right, but still, you are limited. Krishna, you're not all controlling. Restrain. You can't do that. There are certain things you can't do. Hiranyakashipu thought he could do anything he liked. Well, it might have seemed like that. But one thing he couldn't do was he couldn't be happy. He had no peace of mind. Hmm. <laughs> He couldn't, he couldn't conquer Vaikuntha. Shankaracharya gives the understanding, he gives the understanding of this name as the controller, which is similar to Pragraha. Um, not exactly the same. Uh, Pragraha specifically gives the idea, specifically taking a hold of like reins of a horse. Nigraha, yeah, that means subduing in a, in a more general way, and which, which also means controlling. To, to subdue, you have to control to some extent. Pragraha gives the idea of controlling, very strong control. But just like the reins of a horse, still giving some room, the horse still has his individuality. He's not obliged to respond to the uh, indications of the horseman. So still the horse, the horse has his individuality. It's very funny. These, these Mayavadi's commentary is very funny. If you say he's the controller, that means there's something which is controlled, which brings duality. And they'll say it's vyavaharic, whatever that means. If the duality is duality, they, if there's any duality whatsoever of any kind, then the theory of kevala dvaita, though the absolute oneness, is immediately destroyed. Anyway, it's, 
it's so stupid. It's amazing how it remains popular. How people, they, they, they have an idea that it's very intelligent to be an Advaita Vadi, but actually it's so stupid, so ridiculous, this Shankaracharya Lord Shiva to uh, propound a philosophy which spreads the mode of ignorance, makes people very proud, thinking they're very elevated and very spiritual and jnani, have a higher knowledge, and it's just complete nonsense, this idea of all oneness. There's no... <laughs> There's no evidence for it in anything we perceive, nothing that we can conceive, and nothing that we receive from the Vedas, unless we take Shankara's convoluted explanation, mis-explanations. Satyadeva Vashishta, in, in his usual kind of commentary that he's giving, uh, takes the control of the Supreme Lord to be his control over the creation. Satyadeva Vashishta is uh, concerned to give an understanding of these names of Lord Vishnu acting in relation to the mundane creation, which is very helpful for us who are in this mundane creation, and we are omtad vishno paramam padam sada paschanti suryayo diviva chakshuradatam ipanyave yaj. Anyway, uh, we're looking up, we're looking up to the spiritual world, but there's a lot of cloud in between, the clouds of Maya. So it's very helpful for us to understand Lord Vishnu's working within the material sphere, to get an indication of his overlordship, his unlimited abilities to gain faith in him. Mm. So he gives the idea that he's in control of the material universe, that he... It, it's under his control. Creation, maintenance, and destruction, the way it comes into being, the way it is destroyed, a lot of scientific speculation, and this, this is very popular, the scientific speculations about how material existence came into being. Of course, there is solid-state theory which postulates that never came into being, which is similar to uh, classic Sankhya, atheistic Sankhya philosophy. Uh, but although they say it comes into being by combination of Purusha and Prakriti, but it's timeless. Anyway, how the universe came into being, to being and then there are speculations, how it will end, when it will end, the sun will burnout, and uh, uh, Stephen Hawking's had a theory that just like, or at least he 
wrote about it. I don't know if he originated it. Had a theory that the universe is expanding. It's all coming from the Big Bang. It was a really big bang. It was a, you know, billions of years ago, and we're still, this explosion is still going on. Phew! But there's a time when it will all, just like it's exploding, it will implode, according to the late Mr. Hawking's. And uh, then everything will... It'll be like a film showed backwards. Everything will implode. So there are various theories about how the universe is going. And, and so much of science is about how, uh, how, it's main, how the universe is going on, how it's maintained. So creation, maintenance, and destruction. This point I was trying to make there, that scientific theory is about the creation of the universe in particular and about the future end of it or destruction of it. These are the kind of things which are popular in popular science discussions, although most scientists are engaged in more prosaic things like trying to find uh, a vaccination for a virus epidemic or maybe some of them are engaged in creating virus epidemics. Um, things like this, finding cures for disease. So many areas of science. But the point here is that it's all under Krishna's control. Maya dhyakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam hetuna anena kauntaya jagadvi parivartate. Under my supervision, Krishna says, my adhyakshena prakriti, su suyati, comes into being, everything moving and non-moving. Uh, suyati, uh, he's the ultimate cause of everything. Everything goes on due to Krishna. It's, he sees what is the best way to do, way to do things. Sometimes... Uh, scientists say, or, or atheistic scientists, this is one of their popular, or pe atheists, just atheists. I'm just saying atheistic scientists because I was thinking of Richard Dawkins who brings this argument. It's not a new one. They say, well, if God created the world, that's an argument against God because he created so many funny and useless, apart from all the suffering in the world, the, the, uh, the problem of evil, that's a philosophical or theological problem. They raise the point, well, they made so many funny things in nature that seem to be useless. But, you know, often the things that they think are useless, they find later, actually, they're not so useless. Just like um, it used to be common in merry old England, where I, this miserable body that I'm in at the present was born, uh, it used to be a standard practice for children, and they're going to have some minor operations. So remove their tonsils because they're useless. And no use to have any tonsils. They're just some hangover from evolution. And then later on they found out, well, actually, they do have a use. God is wise. That is, in Islam, that is the answer to all questions. God is wise. What he does, we should just accept it. Of course, 
the theological system that can explain things to a greater depth, that should be the better theological system. Although there comes a point where you just have to say, and that's true in any philosophy, even mundane philosophy or mundane science or anything, there comes a point where you just say, well, we can't go further. There are just some things that are going to be beyond our ability to understand or just things are like that that we we just can't, it's just the way things are. That there are certain things we can't understand. Just like, for instance, you want to know exactly the configuration of pi, but it's uh, it's understood that it's it's a rec- it has a recur it's a recurring number the the decimal point you can go on millions and millions of places it'll never come to an end, but that is used in geometry, and that's a funny thing because a radius or a diameter is fixed in relation to the circumference of a circle yet. Yet the number which is required to map that with a right angle triangle, that is a number which cannot be defined. Although it's, isn't that funny? Because the, the, the diameter is, it, it's a, it has to be a specific length and the circle has to be a specific diameter but the the number which which uh, is used or defines the relationship the, the mathematical relationship between the diameter and the circle is not fixed and is not fixable How is that? Evolution? How? It's all due to the Big Bang. Hmm. Maybe. Which Big Bang? Yes. <laughs> Which Big Bang? Unproved, unprovable. So he's in. He's in control. And to, yeah. So I say in Islam, they say we should just accept. God is wise. Why is there so much suffering in the world? And they simply say, God is wise. Well, the understanding of reincarnation and karma is a much better... That You can say God is wise, but we are also responsible. Otherwise, you have the... We have God causing so much suffering to so many living beings for no apparent reason. But that we find that from the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, Purusha Sukadu Kanam Bhutritve Hituruchate, that we ourselves, having taken it upon ourselves to try to enjoy this material world, are ourselves the cause of our happiness and distress in this world. Man proposes and God disposes. Not that God disposes. God proposes and God disposes. He gives us a little independence. We say God is wise. and Maybe G.W. Bush and Tony Blair and others weren't so wise in their policies 
to go into Iraq and re resultantly we can say at least they were the nimitta matram they they and resultantly at least a million people died from their policy <clears throat> uh, going into Iraq and then sanctioning and so many things. So, so you may say to uh, to the Muslims, all Muslims. So why why does God do that? Well, God is wise. Yeah, but we can understand there are karmic reactions also. Of course, Muslims will never accept such a thing. But uh, we understand. His control is much more subtle than simply simplistic statements. Sometimes people say religion is an excuse to make simplistic statements and just like child's fairy stories to to try to brush away all the complexity that scientists are discovering. But in Vaishnavism, we don't do that. We accept the complexity and we accept that behind the complexity is the supreme controller. Now, <clears throat> on a different tag, thinking that um, he restrains... He controls, and another meaning which the commentators have not got into so much, but is uh, destruction. He's the destroyer. He's the supreme destroyer. He he can destroy anything, everything, anybody, everybody. He's so powerful, irresistible. Surely he can destroy our false ego. Our false ego is huge, but our ego is not, and, and our contaminations in our heart are not stronger than his mercy. So we can pray to Krishna, please take control of my life. Take control of my life and destroy all these bad things in my heart which are keeping me from you. Be the, of course, we don't want to uh, order Krishna. We don't have that right to order Krishna to be a, cha be a chariot driver for us, but figuratively we can say that take, con take, contro take control of me in this way. We can do. We can do. Why should we bother Krishna? We should bother Krishna in the sense that, uh, of submitting ourselves to him, that you take control of me. You may say, why bother? He's already got so many things to do. But he has unlimited capacity to accept any unlimited numbers of living beings. So no doubt, Maya is very strong. If we don't perceive that, it's very difficult to make spiritual advancement if, if we don't take maya very seriously. But at the same time, Krishna is stronger than maya. 
is maya is very difficult to overcome. But if we surrender to Krishna, Krishna tells us, we can easily cross beyond it by his grace. So let us pray to Krishna. Take control of my life. Take control of me. I am yours. I want to be your servant. But sometimes it seems so hard, so, so difficult, everything in this world, so difficult to get free from all my attachments, to get free from all the bad things in my heart. It seems so difficult. But Krishna, you are the supreme controller. You take control of my life. Let me surrender to you. Please take me. This is our prayer to Krishna. Nigraha. Nigraha kim karishyati. What will Nigraha do? Well, if we take Nigraha in the sense of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which is not the way Krishna uses the word in this verse, but if we take it this way, in this Gita verse, if we take it this way, Krishna will do everything for us. The point being made here is that we, we, what will repression accomplish? Even a man of knowledge acts according to his own nature. What will repression accomplish? But even a man of knowledge, a man of knowledge, someone who's in full knowledge recognizes Krishna is supreme, Krishna is everything, and surrenders to Krishna. And at that point, nigraha, automatically the senses which are very otherwise impossible to control what will repression accomplish if we try to repress our desires simply repression won't work but then we get a higher taste in devotional service Krishna by his pleasure potency it's the natural characteristic of bhakti is full of bliss. So if we come in contact with devotional service, even in a very primary way, that pleasure will, the, the pleasure of serving Krishna will help lift us up beyond this uh, very mean pleasure of material existence. So nigraha. We glorify nigraha, the repressor. All glory is to nigraha. Vancha kalpa tarubhyas kripa sindhuka evacha patita nam pavane bhyo Vaishnava bhyo namo namaha. Dante nithaya trinakang padaya nipatya kritvacha kakushata metata humravimi. He sadava sakala eva vihaya durat. Goranga chandra charane kurutana raga. Parivadatu jano yata tatava. Nanu mokaro navayam vayam vicharayamaha.
Hari rasa madirama dati mata Bhuvi vilutama natama nirvishama Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama